You're listening to the Dive Bomb Podcast. G'day and welcome to episode 65 of the Dive Bomb Podcast. We're here to review our Hungarian, the Hungarian Grand Prix for 2023, and we are hungry for more, hungry for more victories by somebody other than Max Verstappen, <laughs> but we're getting close to it. We can smell it, and we got lots to chat about um, about this past weekend, as well as one of the most anticipated race weekends of the year, uh, being the Belgian Grand Prix this coming weekend as well, so we'll be giving a bit of a preview and some hot takes as usual for that one. So... As always, I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'll start to my left with Mr. Varun. How are we doing? Doing very well. You were uh, in the the Place de Grand Prix of Canada, Montreal, yeah. this past weekend. Yeah, it seems like they're still riding the high because they still have billboards up everywhere advertising the Grand Prix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're just getting in early for next year, you know? I was going to say, speaking of which, we are also getting in early for next year because today the t- tickets drop for next year's Montreal Grand-, Grand Prix and we jumped all over it. We got some... Unreal seats uh, down in the hairpin. So, uh, you know, if you guys are going next year at all, look out for us. We're going to be making some custom T-shirts and uh, growing the podcast a little more. But uh, we're fired up to have some tickets secured. It was pretty hard to get them today, but we did it. Uh, they, you know, we don't get a little discount code yet on the podcast, but maybe someday we will. But and uh, James, how we doing? Uh, doing well. I was going to say also, Barker was in Montreal too when he went to the circuit. All the advertisements are like down and stuff, and like taking the scaffolding down. So it looks like in like an apocalyptic world with no advertising in yeah. F one. It's scary. Yeah, it's it is like scary to look at. Chernobyl. It's literally. Yeah. Is nuts. I feel like you could also say because every time we've been to the park, it's just so many people. So it looks like yeah, it looks like a ghost town because there's legitimately like probably three hundred thousand less people. <laughs> yeah. Well, than- when I was I was in Montreal for a festival at John Drapeau, and it was so weird being able to like walk out of the metro station and just. Walk free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, Not just a so, I can see what the ground looked like. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it sums it up. Like we've seen records being broken all over the world, and yeah. for those of you that see it every weekend, it's no joke when you say like record attendance pretty much everywhere. And um, you know, this is for Canadians and for North America. It is the biggest sporting event in Montreal for sure. Yeah. It really kicks off oh, the summer. Yeah. So. Yeah, as you can tell, like they're they're always they're milking it. They're milking it. Like <laughs> the city we, comes yeah. alive. So yeah, our wallets are gonna be hurting every year from yeah. here on out, and it's yeah. not gonna get any cheaper. So no, exactly. But gotta wait till we get those comp tickets in the Padded Club from yeah. Dive Bomb. But now we got a nice set to renew annually too. Yeah, that's a nice true. trio to keep yes. it going. Yes, very true. And this will be the first year for those of you. Uh, that don't know this will be the first year that all three of us actually have seats together so yeah. which is funny like this will be our third time around and finally we were able to get three third seats the charm. three seats together so uh very That's excited so, that, that just goes to show how crazy it is to actually yeah. get tickets because we can't even get three in a row yeah like, exactly i was one i was uh reading today like that it was like the the three cheapest and the three most expensive grand prix and like ours kind of kind of fits somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. of all those but it's just crazy like I mean, it's good because obviously the sport's a lot bigger now and everything and all these yeah. events. They're also, I can tell that every year we go, the event gets better and better from like a promotional standpoint, yeah. from from like a, um, an, an atmosphere standpoint as well. Like mm-hmm. just bigger every year. So it's just great to see. And, and we kind of started at a weird stage too, like the two year delay because of COVID. Yeah. And then, so they just kind of like, 
left off from 2019 and they just had this massive acceleration and then they're like okay you have new fandom good luck yeah. well and they're no they're not even taking their foot off the gas either like, oh, yeah. they're continuously pushing this and they know that it's gonna bring a lot of like money obviously to the teams every, all these teams know how big of a deal it is now so yeah it's just gonna keep getting better and better every mm-hmm. year and it's nice that we got in when we did because we kind of learned the tricks of like going to a grand prix as well so now we know so anyone that needs any tips shoot us a message on instagram we can uh, give you a hand but uh yeah super fired up again boys again i so excited to be sitting with you guys next year i think it'll definitely change it for me like being able to chat with you guys yeah. the entire time it'll probably make our podcast a little less interesting i feel like everyone this not not that it's not it won't be fun but like the last couple years because we didn't get to debrief really like at the track while we were watching it we got we got to do it like during the podcast but true well you know us we'll still bring the heat um uh for take the, out the notes app for any good comments yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> we'll that. probably be and us three being together we can probably be a little bit more active on the socials as well so it'll mm-hmm. be fun it'll be different and i'm really excited to sit where we're sitting so i'd say we're like in one of the best areas so really excited for next year Canadian grand prix but that being said got lots to touch on um obviously we had hungry this past weekend like i mentioned and i do want to leave ample time with you guys to chat about spa this coming weekend because this is the last one before the summer break. We get a break as a podcast too, which will actually kind of be nice to take a little bit of a break in a season that's been kind of hard to to talk about in some instances just because yeah. we haven't had the fighting we have. But I'm telling you right now, we're on an upwards trajectory when it comes to the battles up and down the grid. We're definitely on an upwards trajectory when it comes to our boys in McLaren. So yes, um, let's get chatting about it. I got a couple notes. We'll pass it around as usual. So... First things first, where we left off with last podcast, we were talking about Danny Rick. We talked about Danny Rick a mm. lot. Obviously, he's back around. So for me, like, want to get your guys' feeling on his weekend back. Like, was it a dub? Was it an L for you? Uh, or was it somewhere in the middle? Obviously, just to go over his results, he ended up out-qualifying Yuki, which to me was probably step one uh, and not even something that was a shoe in Like, he did had a terrible qualifying record against Lando in the McLaren. So... It was really important for him to get off on this foot. He ends up qualifying 13th, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's maybe equal or one less than DeVries. I don't think DeVries like ever qualified in the top 12. So no. um, very good start to the weekend. He ends up having a lot of trouble on the lap one incident, almost mm-hmm. ending his entire race. But thank God, not only for his sake to finish the race, but the, the fact that he got a full race under his belt. Yeah, get those reps in get the reps in he got a lot of running and clean air as well because he was back far enough yeah. um and then he got to do uh, some wheel to wheel racing uh a little bit as well so um yeah what do you guys think dub l i'll call somewhere it, in the middle yeah i'll call it neutral just i mean at least he finished he could have very well dnf mm-hmm. based on that first lap that would have been a nightmare that would have been a nightmare i'll call it neutral like i mean i think our expectations were probably a bit too high just because of all the hype of him coming back on the onto the grid i was hoping for a points finish um, but you know what? He, he finished the race. <laughs> well, not only that, like we say a points finish and that car right now is just not a points mm-hmm. finishing car, no. especially at Hungary, but it's just not a points finishing car. And the fact that he was last on the first lap and ended up making like strategy calls with this team and getting back up to 13th, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that's way more than we could have oh, expected. Yeah. So. I was going to say that was a success for me. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Cause like you said, I thought step one would be just don't crash the car. Yeah. Keep it alive. I'll qualify Yuki was the next thing and then have a good race, which I mean, it was a recovery race, but he got to do yeah. the reps and like, I, like all the strain on your neck. You got to get the be back in those motions. Oh, he's, he's missed like seven months now being out of a car or yeah. whatever it's been. So 
Yeah. Well, you, you make the point of like the fact that you can label it a good race. And the way I will draw it up to you guys and let me know if you agree is like right now, the best you can do for another example would be like the best you can do as Lando Norris is P2. Mm-hmm. That is basically mm-hmm. a win, right? Oh, it is. And to yeah. me, a place, a 13th place for an Alpha Tauri right now, <laughs> considering the, mid, yeah. the midfield. It's and a the podium way, place. It is. It's like yeah. almost a win because like you look at those cars that are ahead of him. The only car, I think he was behind Alvin, which I think he could have finished yeah. pace-wise. I think the Williams was really bad this weekend. They could have finished in front of him. Also, though, hard car to overtake on, hard track to overtake mm-hmm. on, that kind of thing. But, like, you look at the cars inside the top ten, the two Astons, the two Ferraris, the two Mercedes, yeah. um, both, the, the two, both McLarens, both Red Bulls, and that's in a, that's in a race with no Alpines. Both Alpines mm-hmm. out on the first lap. So, to me, like... 13th is a, is, is a really good uh, – like, obviously, I'm not going to say – I wouldn't go as far to say it was a dub, but it, it was definitely, like, really close. Like, I would yeah, say – that's why I'd say a success for me. Yeah, like a B-plus yeah. I would give them. Like, definitely yeah. a really good weekend and, like, great place to build from, especially, again, given the car is not very good. So, <laughs> yeah. And he's now, like, 2-0 two, two and o when it comes to, like – he's beat Yuki – well, 1-0 mm. and o and 1-0 and in qualies and in race, which is where you want to start. You yeah. want to start, especially when you're jumping in – to a car where Yuki, we've talked about him this year, how much he's outdriven that half mm-hmm. Towery, right? Where if Danny wants to show that he might have a chance for that Red Bull seat, he wants to get in right away, get on the front foot. Yeah. If you're on the back foot right away, then you're chasing, you're chasing, you're chasing. So this is a good start for him, and let's hope like it continues. It's just, yeah. it's so crazy for me. It doesn't feel like, it's weird. It doesn't feel like it's that long, but it also feels like it's so long ago because yeah. he was a ghost for so long yeah, in the exactly. McLaren that like, when we used to see him on the scoreboard, or mm-hmm. I don't know how to call it that, the timing board yeah. on the left side, like we would almost just be like, okay, well, he's not going to finish there kind of yeah. thing. And like just seeing his name back up there and like seeing him go through a weekend was, was pretty exciting. And let's see where it goes, but it's a really good start. So, yeah, Danny Rick, welcome back. It was also great like from a fan's perspective to see like a lot of images of him seeing him in the Alpha Tower. It looks dope. Like it's a cool yeah, looking car. It's true. Uh, his smile in the paddock, his interviews. He had a really, a lot of really cool interviews. So uh, yeah, just great to see. Now we've got to go ride another high here. We got to talk about our boys, McLaren, Lando Norris, Oscar Piastri mm. as well. It's a dual threat mm. right now. It is a dual threat right now. Yes. We haven't talked about this in so long. Being McLaren being a dual threat since Carlos left really, but um, they're a dual threat. Not only, you know, we all expected them, they'd be good in Silverstone and we expect them to be decent in Spa, if not really good in Spa, but we did not expect them to be good around, around this low speed track for the most part, which is hungry. Obviously there is a few corners that are medium and high speed, but when it, you compare their success in, um, you compare their success in Silverstone, you didn't really think that it was going to come over to to a track like Hungary and what an epic performance like being um that high up in qualifying and then having the race pace that they did to finish both of them again in the top five just absolutely epic uh yeah go ahead. yeah now we can see why all these teams wanted Piastri so bad because mm. clearly he's legit I mean, all it took and was and he did this like a, he's doing this while being a year out of the car too. exactly yeah and and you know, like all it took was McLaren to bring, give him a car that he can perform in, and mm-hmm. obviously it was the car because Lando wasn't doing that great as well um, earlier this year. So, yeah. yeah, like all that drama that we talked about with uh, the false signing with AlphaTauri, 
and yeah, then going over the legal the legal battle. The yeah, silliest the of silly seasons you but, could ever yeah. have. <laughs> Clearly, there was a reason why all these teams wanted this guy, and he can drive. So mm-hmm. yeah, break laws to get him. You know, yeah. it's no big deal. I was actually watching <laughs> or listening to the Beyond the Grid podcast today, and Otmar was on it. Yeah, I listened, and he I was uh, talking about his performance, and like obviously Otmar was kind of like downplaying it because of everything that went on. But you know, at the same time, he was also giving him props to say like you know. This is, he was really close to Lando. Like, he finished close to him. He's, you know, that's, if he would have beat him, that would have been insane. But the fact, the fact that he's finishing two races in the top five, you know, Danny never did that. He obviously got the highest of highs with the win, but there was no consistency there. So, um, you know, the fact that we're seeing that already from Oscar and James, you make a good point about him not racing in a car last year. Not only that, team that he was trackside with was Alpine he wasn't yeah. with McLaren so like it's New easier team. for a guy yeah. like Lando when he came in he was trackside he was the reserve driver for McLaren mm-hmm. he jumped into a McLaren or you know like there's obviously been way a lot of instances like with that in the past but and not having all the contractual shit oh, going on in the background all that pressure the, that must be added he, too though they say this a lot and I think I've heard Crofty talk about it or maybe it was uh Tom Clarkson but basically like he's like an old soul in a young man's body like he's so mature for his age and that's something that like when you make that point of a guy and he's a kid like being able to go into an f1 car and drive like he has it shows so much maturity and like obviously there's only been a few drivers in history that can go in and do that kind of a thing and it just shows like how much of a talent he is Mm -hmm. like um you know i don't even know if lando showed this much promise when he was like that young right like yeah. battling up there with max for the first couple yeah. laps in both of these last couple races there's obviously so much to learn as well like i think one of the reasons why he didn't finish in the top five was that he was a little bit harder on his tires um than lando was so that was like maybe lost him a position but still like the fact that he's starting from this kind of a baseline is just like mm-hmm. insane to see so yeah both drivers are firing on all cylinders, which is good. And then we have this car that's just, I don't know. They've, you know what they say is like, there's not a magic bullet or a silver bullet, but it seems like McLaren's oh. kind of found a silver bullet. They, um, they, they have some bean sprouts. Something's yeah, going on. There. Something's going on. And yeah, someone's eating their Wheaties over yeah. there at McLaren's. Cause I just want to, I just want to add before we move on. I love how Aaron threw in the McLaren hasn't been a double threat since Carlos signs. Just, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> he needed to just put that in there. I'm not. I'm not wrong though. I'm not no, wrong. no, you're definitely not wrong. It's true. Like, but we remember how they used to be. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. they weren't fighting for wins and stuff. And yeah. I actually think this car could fight for wins. But like, it was always every weekend. The reason they, I think they finished. Didn't they finish third? third? Yeah. Yeah. Like it was always like I talk about it all the time. Their ability to put a race weekend together and not make a mistake when it comes to strategy, which is something that Carlos certainly misses right now. Yeah. But like that, and alongside of like both of their drivers were young and hungry and they were like firing on all cylinders. Like yeah. this was right before Carlos signed for Ferrari. He was probably in one of the best forms of his career. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. Other was. than when he got his win last year, but like he was really hot then, but yeah, mm-hmm. like got him that got him that Ferrari drive for mm-hmm. sure was how he was driving. And then you had an up and coming Lando. So it really does remind me of that, but it's kind of reverse where I think like Lando's even more developed than Carlos was. And Oscar's more developed than Lando was at his yeah. point. So it's like, Kind of a perfect storm here with this squad, and and it's crazy. And I do want to touch on too because Rooney made a good point. Like, how far up can they go? And that's Mm -hmm. like the the. I guess I think right now is the point where I want you guys and myself also to make a prediction on that because if we wait till after Spa, 
it's kind of like we've seen three races. We could really, yeah. you know, there's a, the point differential now is probably as great as it was gonna, is going to be at this rate. You know, clip this and maybe I'll be wrong, but <laughs> at this rate, this will be the long, the largest the point di- differential we'll get. So I want everyone's prediction. I don't care if we say the same thing, but mm-hmm. for me, I'll go first. I think they take P4. I think P3 is still super far uh, away, given the fact that like the midfield is so tight. They need a lot of DNFs from a lot of <laughs> a lot of teams but i'll say p4 is where they finish which if you asked me that you know four races ago two I, races ago yeah exactly four races ago was an it was a even worse but two yeah. races ago even in canada i wouldn't have said no, anything higher than five so no, i'll go p3 and that's that's a bold prediction but it's still toned down from what we were chatting about before yeah we yeah, yeah and i'm joining you on that yeah p3, p3 i mean it would be a huge stretch like a p3 should literally be considered like a constructor's title for them based on where they started oh, yeah. and how far into the year it took them to really get going if they can solidify p3 it, it won't be easy they literally cannot put a foot wrong for the rest of the year if they mm-hmm. want that to happen and they, they'll also need a lot of luck from other teams like yeah they'll need aston martin to keep kind of faltering um, yeah. ferrari as well the ferrari things that well. they can't control they're doing it right, right exactly yeah. yeah if they continue with this pace i i genuinely think it's within reach for them to finish p3 and uh so yeah that's that's where i'll go mm-hmm. and i just want to add one thing their pit team they're probably just gonna have a shit weekend now that i've said this they've been consistently oh, in the twos they every, did every single every single pit stop yeah. they're in the twos and like low twos now too so they like, also have the joint fastest of the year as well yeah, there with you red go bull. Like, red bull they're on it as 2.0, well so like i can't even remember the last time i saw a 2.0 well, mm-hmm. this year the rate, the highest, or sorry, the lowest, the quickest is because Checo tied it this weekend, one point nine eight. Yeah, one point nine eight, and they tied McLaren, who had it in another race yeah, this year. So, so their pit team is also on another level right yeah. now too. And it's something like I said before; they've always seemed to have this pit yeah. team, and it's like it's almost like they have all of that stuff together, like on a level that like Red Bull's performing at right now. And if they just take that little i mean it's just crazy to think that they could win a race because mm-hmm. of again where we said they were but they're yeah. so close and i'm telling you boys if if your if my prediction comes true for p4 we're gonna have Happy. an exciting race yeah. uh finish to this season second half but if yours come true we're gonna have an epic yeah. Oh, yeah. finish that would mean in my opinion if they're going third they're winning a race which is like oh, yeah. for me like they they would have to in my opinion to mathematically get there um and like that that if we're talking that kind of a thing where even we're so we're so beaten down right now that that if the second half of the year has anything like <laughs> even one win that's not red bull we will count it as a w oh, yeah so. that'll be a and, sick race and to tap on that it i think it's almost inevitable i think it's way safer of a bet than saying that they'll finish p3 in the construction i think piastri takes a podium Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope he does. Yeah. I'm excited. I think it's just inevitable. Like he, all, he yeah. could have had one uh, last race when he was yep. chasing Lewis. It was just uh, the safety car. Yeah, yeah. Just came at the wrong time. So, I think I, rookie I think, of the year. You think or no? <laughs> no I think Debris has that in the bag. Yeah, Debris has that in the bag. Yeah, Daniel Ricciardo guy is looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's 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 gonna happen. We're gonna see youngster the youngster piastri on the podium yeah hopefully smashing bottles with smashing bottles and smashing trophies i think this weekend is going to be a really good chance you'll see him i also thought that he he should have got one in silverstone and the way that he started the race in hungary as well so he's so close and i think it's it's real the other thing too is like we have so many tracks moving forward now that we've seen them work it at silverstone them work it at hungary like Think about Monza this year again. They're gonna be, mm-hmm. they're gonna, it's gonna be unreal. The second half of the year, I think, is gonna be great. Uh, so. Maybe one two. 
Yeah, that would be unreal. <laughs> Lando deserves. Yeah, imagine, imagine it's one. imagine it's Piastri. Yeah, and, and Lando <laughs> has to keep waiting. Imagine Danny Rick wins again and Lando's P two. <laughs> oh man, that would just be. So Pierre Gasly's it. Oh, and takes the man, Alpha That would be epic. Uh, but yeah, we we can't talk the entire episode about our boys, no. but really good to see. And, uh, you know, obviously a little bit of it is optimism because we want to see um, a shakeup. But I think that this proves, again, Silverstone, they were good. Hungary, they're good. This proves something. Yeah. Proves something. It might not be that they're a world beater, but they're going to be up there. And just to tie a little bow on it, like, just think of what we were talking about two episodes ago. We are like, this is going to be the test. We're going to see, are their upgrades legit? Is this car going to bring the whole package together? Because they, they have good drivers, they have a good team, they have good strategy, good pit stops, everything. Now that they have the car in the package, I think, you know, like, I, I don't think our predictions are totally, you know, blowing fish out of the water. No. And it's also crazy to think that, like, every single team on the grid is chasing that kind of an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. And when we knew they were coming with one, we were like, okay, it's an upgrade. How like, good can it really be? Yeah, how good can We've watched Aston's kind of flounder. We've watched Ferrari's kind of not really help them that much. And now we see this where they've made the biggest gain of the year. Um, this is what we want to see mm-hmm. for sure. This is a, a success in engineering and uh, quite impressive. So, yeah, our boys, keep it going, Papaya. Keep Let's going. do it. Um, moving on to uh, another high of the weekend, which was definitely, I would say, the high of the weekend was watching Lewis Hamilton take uh, his mm. 104th pole position by 3,000. Thousands of a second. Um, It was kind of like last year with George where he was like green in all sectors, but purple in none and ended up taking it. Uh, And to see him like up there, it was crazy because like they had such terrible practice sessions. And then all of a sudden on low fuel, that car just came alive for them. And we even saw it late in the race where the fuel burned off. The the Merc all of a sudden was catching um, Perez by like like five tenths or yeah five tenths a lap and he was just like mucking his way through george made a a good recovery drive as well from 18th 18th, i think he started so like the car is just it's just so crazy how jekyll and hyde this merc is it can look like a world beater and then all of a sudden no it's the opposite it looks like shit and then all of a sudden it's a world beater and it's like yeah crazy the way it started the weekend i had absolutely no faith yeah oh man they look and just based on what the drivers were saying in the interviews like they they didn't have any faith even lewis after he got his pole he was like no idea where that came from because we've been fighting with the car he was he was complaining about the entire weekend yeah Mm -hmm. and then it was just that one blip where all of a sudden he comes around in q3 nick's pole by three one thousands and all of a sudden it was like it's something we've seen so often but it's been so long that it was just like oh yeah it, it was weird for me like it felt it didn't feel like it's been that long since we've seen one but it has been so it was the six i think it was, it was saudi 2021 it's been 33 races Jetta? 33 races yeah. since he's been on pole wow which um, is insane for the guy that has the most poles in yeah F1 and i just have to say props to who's sorry i keep forgetting the name of the international broadcaster because his call of it the the one we hear on the on the youtube replays oh alex jakes oh alex jakes yeah, yeah. his call was electric that, yeah yeah that was that was pretty cool and just you know a great moment um it's unfortunate that you know it ended up it was even, not really lasting yeah but. yeah but i mean like we said it wasn't too surprising because we talked about how the car didn't look too promising yeah i think one thing too that you made a really good point that we haven't seen it in like 30 some races which is crazy to think from like lewis hamilton you think of lewis hamilton and yeah. like really the highs of the merc last year 
were, were in the hands of George. Like, he yeah. had the qualities where he put it on pole, yeah. and then he had the win in Brazil, which you could argue, you know, a couple tenths either way, it would have been Lewis, but it wasn't. And we've, we haven't seen it for so long, and it really shows, like, this is Max's era to, to really, like, cement his legacy. Like, mm-hmm. he's all of a sudden, like, now we look at him and we're like, he's going to be challenging Lewis's like hundred race win record in the next like three years, three years <laughs> yeah. when he, before this he he looked like so far away from it so oh yeah uh yeah it's crazy to see like the ups and downs of this sport and like obviously Red Bull's owning it right now um and they're making history right now like uh hand over fist and there's going to be a time when that stops as well and then we're going to see either another team or what we pray for is that a group of teams you know yeah we just just, right now if we just deleted the red bull this would be unbelievable oh man it would probably be the best season in f1 history ideally teams teams just catch up to red bull instead of red bull falling off because who knows if another team just becomes a rocket ship and turns into the next red bull or the next Mercedes, it's just going to be another you know well my thing is is like how much better can an f1 car get that's the thing so like if mm-hmm. if, if red bull continues yeah. to di- to develop their car well, like, think about how we used to talk about the w11 like that literally we talked about it as like this is the best an f1 car could ever yeah get. and now we see the red bull being like that and and so it's just i mean it's gonna be cool to see regardless of who it is um even if it's even if next year red bull like advances their car even more it's just gonna be cool from an yeah. en- engineering and like marvel of the technical side of the sport yeah. just to be able to see that much yeah um not yeah. to mention like every other team is they are not sleeping they are no. begging mm. to have this kind of an advantage over the like this is what i love about the sport is it's there's no sleep everyone's going full out full out um i'm pretty sure during the summer break they're actually not allowed yeah you're to, not allowed to, yeah. to touch the car so that'll be a good break for them but um like yeah it's crazy that there's so much being chased for at every moment, uh, every waking moment, like these guys are just all in. So um, yeah, Merck, the pole was unreal to see. Lewis taking the pole was was good to see. It was like something that like, again, we thought we would have seen by now and it doesn't feel like it's that long, but it's also been so long. So um, also to just a, just a note to mention, obviously we had the new qualifying setup for this weekend oh, where yeah. Q3, we needed everyone to run the hards. Q2, we had everyone on the mediums. And uh, Q1, we had everyone on the softs. To me, I think it brought an excellent element because it really tested this, the, the, the driver's skill, but also the setup of the car because you could have the setup of a car ready to just melt those soft tires and, and hammer out a good lap. But if you can't get your hards in a good window yeah. or your mediums in a good window, all of a sudden you're out in Q1. Yeah. Or sorry, Q3. And never get a chance. Or am to... I, do I always mess it up, don't I? Q1. Q3, Q1 was hards. Yeah. Yeah, Q3 is soft. So yeah, I always yeah. mix that up. But anyways. You got Q2, um, right? I did, thank you. <laughs> One for three ain't bad. Um, classic. But uh, definitely cool to see. And w- the car that really surprised everyone, just to, we have to bring them up, is Alfa oh, yeah. Romeo. Yeah. Putting mm. in P5 and P7. Mm-hmm. Obviously, their their absolute horrid start to the race. Joe had an issue oh, that couldn't get him off the line. But. <laughs> just absolutely sewered our oh, Alpines, man. Oh. God. And almost Danny Rick, but we'll get to that. Yeah, no, it's just like, well, I mean, we can touch on it now because, yeah. like, basically, like, I want to give them props for, like, being able – they were fast in practices the whole weekend. We, we've we seen that before, and they really haven't brought it to to uh, the quality session. But, man, Joe putting it P5, yeah. so underrated. If Lewis hadn't got that pole, that's all we would have been talking about. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
crazy. Like, yeah, it's it's the classic oh. meme of like a bunch of people like <laughs> barely in the being water. above the water, and yeah. then just Joe in the basement. Oh of, my god! Right yeah. on the bottom of the ocean. Davy floor, Jones. P five, but definitely like highlight of his career so far. Not only that, like he beat Bottas by two positions like that, and I think we also had the tightest top ten. Maybe, I yeah. think it might have been ever. Yeah. It was like eight tenths between P1 and P10. I think it was even less. I think it was like six tenths. Yeah, something like, yeah. actually it might have been like five, 590 some tenths. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think you're right. Or yeah, you know what I meant. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but like epic to see that, like that's the difference where you can really put yourself in a really good position. Um, obviously just an absolute horrid star. I think he dropped down to 16th off the line. Yeah. Like, isn't this his second time with the anti-stall off he, the start? The start of last year, it happened to him. I think the first three races, he could yeah. not figure yeah. it out. But yeah. this, this year, th- I read into this because I was thinking like, is this guy just terrible at this or like yeah. what's going on? He actually had like an issue with the car where the mechanical, um, it, yeah, okay. it was like yeah, a mechanical yeah. thing where like he couldn't find the gear and it wasn't his Fault, whereas yeah, not, it's not just, not just yeah. us yeah. in uh, F1 2020 holding the <laughs> playing on manual instead yeah. of automatic. <laughs> no, us, but it was us burning out a Mario Kart. I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pressing, Deals, B, pressing B too early, or yeah. hammering B too early on Mario Kart double. But that's literally what happened because he he just all kicked in. All of a sudden, he's like, oh shit! So then he gets going, bumps into the back of Danny Rick. Yeah, uh, he was just trying to send Danny, Danny Rick into Ocon, Ocon who over sends, top of Pierre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, over top of Pierre. Both of those Al- Alpines, good night. That was the end of their race right yeah. there. Broke Alpine or Ocon's seat. Yeah, yeah. You're high up and you just slam yeah. him down. All of a sudden, he's like on, in a booster seat in there. He's just like <laughs> looking right into the halo. But yeah, I mean, luckily, we talked with Danny Rick already. Luckily, that wasn't the end of his race right then and there. Because yes. oh. could you imagine this guy and then Alfa Romeo puts it on P5 just to. Put, put a torpedo right into your back in your first race. Puts back. it on P5, stalls to P16 just to take Danny. <laughs> yeah, just to bulldoze it. Yeah, so, um, no, I mean, thank God he stayed in. And um, honestly, I don't even I don't even care to watch Alpine anymore. Like, they can, oh, yeah, no, they can lose my number. They're going to be... <laughs> they can lose, they lose my number. But, um, like, especially because they've... I feel like for us, and again, nothing against Alpine. I really like Pierre. I could care less about Esteban, but uh, I do like Pierre. But... Um, there. I feel like they've always been like a in my head, like maybe the only team that's a rival, just because like that's been McLaren's kind of like yeah, battle for the been, majority yeah. of the last few years. Yeah, agreed. Where obviously when they were racing point, they were fighting for P three that in twenty twenty, uh, and then they were close in the battle last year as well. So to see them both go out really wasn't a huge heartbreaker for me. But um, what a nightmare they've had this year. They've had no luck at all. And um, even when they haven't done anything wrong themselves, it's been someone else just. Yeah, destroying and them. It's interesting because they're obviously the only team that ru- runs the Renault engine in the entire grid. And on Otmar's episode today on Beyond the Grid, he was talking about like why they've been struggling, and a lot of it is due to their power unit. And it's not so much like the power output of the engine, but it's that their recovery system for their battery isn't as strong as okay. the rest of the grid. So like it really goes to show and like a lot of people don't realize when you're watching formula one that like um the the way you use your battery is literally i would say half of your pace goes to how you use that if not more because hybrid baby hybrid and like they have there's so much to think about again the sport is just unbelievable but there's so much to think about when it comes to like where you want to manage it so that when you have low fuel at the end of the race can you use more battery where are you in compared to other cars so that you can use your battery to defend to attack 
there's so much and to it. Picking when you're charging that battery, like yeah, the when you see that, that I actually didn't know that. That's an interesting tidbit. Like when you see the the brake lights come on in the back of the car, that means they're harvesting. Yeah, harvesting, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, topping up or harvesting, and it's it's that that as well. But I think one thing that people need to realize is like again, I, I maybe I sound like a gatekeeper, but like it is a really cool fact. I'm not trying to be a dick. Really cool fact is that like a lot of people think that once you're in the race, you can just quality lap, quality lap, quality lap, quality oh, lap, yeah. and you're just going balls out the entire time. But you can't do that because a your your tires are going to degrade, and b like obviously your ERS is going to degrade, so it's gonna it's gonna drain, and you're gonna need an iPhone charger. So yeah. like you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna port. you have to plug it in. So um, yeah, if you haven't thought of that before, definitely do some research. It's gonna help you. It's gonna also make you enjoy the race more because you're going to think about that kind of stuff um, and play some F1 manager. I highly recommend it. Uh, so yeah. Um, yeah. I had to, had to mention the Alfa Romeo's obviously really tough weekend for Alpines. We'll bounce forward to another team that had another two teams that had similar weekends to Silverstone, almost copy paste type weekends to Silverstone. Just teams that obviously we've, we've talked about McLaren, how they've jumped up. There's been two teams that have obviously took the brunt of that, and that is Ferrari and Aston Martin, who it's crazy to think that Aston Martin was basically a shoe-in for a podium for the first, you know, five, six, seven races of this season. Yeah. Now we're talking about them barely hanging on to P10, uh, fighting with, you know, lower midfield teams for that P10 spot. And it's just crazy to think, like, if you, I think it was maybe three or four races ago, I think it was after Canada actually when Fernando was asked like do you think you can beat Checo for P2 yeah and he was like without a doubt and now they've brought their really ever since that quote it's just been his downfall yeah and the other thing that I want to mention and it kind of ties into this conversation is the point we brought up and that a lot of people have talked about we brought in those new tires for Silverstone I think so many of these teams have have built their cars to work on the old tire where it's like maybe they get in a, in the right window at the right time. I think it's really affected the Aston where the first few races of the year, their big advantage was their tires. They were yeah. able to yeah. get grip. It felt like the entire race and they were the only ones with remotely close grip to Red Bull. Yeah. And that's why they were up. Now, Ferrari and Aston, they seem to be nowhere on the tire compound. Obviously, this hasn't been a massive change. It's just a slight change to like the material and the compound tire, but yeah, that's the margins there. That's playing. the margins. Yeah. It's the margins of you look at any time a tire change has gone into a, I think it's only happened like one other time and it was due to like safety because the tires kept exploding. Yeah. So they had to change it. it. It was in, I think it was like the mid 2000s and they actually had to change for that one. They had to change not only the compound, but like the size of the tire and that affected the aerodynamics, right? Oh, like yeah, you have time. your car, your, your car set up for a certain aerodynamic window. So here, I don't know if it's as much the aerodynamics as like the temperature and how they hold the temperature or, or not hold the temperature. Cause they obviously built them to be a little bit more durable. So there's just been crazy to see like that. These guys just bottom line, they can't get it in the right window. They cannot seem to get it in the grip window that they want. Um, so there's so much work to be done there. Uh, not again, it's not only on tires. There obviously been, you know, McLaren's found something when yeah. it comes to the construction, which just highlights car, it even more. Yeah. Highlights yeah. It even more as well. So, uh, I mean, there's not too much to say when it comes to like, again, yeah. I think pretty sure it was eight, nine or seven, eight, nine, ten 
where it was two Ferraris, two Astons. Yeah. Yeah. And if we get used to seeing them there, that's where our prediction of like McLaren four and three really starts to make sense. It's, yeah. it's something that like, obviously we have to be weary about because what are the odds that Aston and Ferrari stay there? Probably not. There's going to be circuits where they're going to have yeah. some, some good racing. I think the other piece it brings in to this conversation is like, how reliable are these cars now guys? Like, the, in years past, we were banking on you're banking if you're if you're fighting for that like top three in the constructors, you're banking on DNS from other teams. You're banking on mechanical failures from other yeah. teams. Now you cannot bank on a blow up blown up engine. There's barely any safety cars. Yeah, like yeah. I there was I feel like there was a serious stri- money. Yeah, betting no yeah. every single race. Like I feel like there was a, like a five race stretch where we saw. He never came out no, safety yeah. car. It's nuts how, how reliable they are. And then it's when, crazy. We, when we first started, like in the 2020 season, I feel like we saw like two safety cars a race mm-hmm. or at least like one a weekend. Yeah. We would yeah. see one a weekend and it was like guaranteed that you would see him out well, there. Think so. about like how often every race you'd see like someone pulling over to the side, mechanical failure. Yeah. Mechanical yeah. Failure. You know the race that always sticks out to me when I talk about like how, how F1 is now compared to a couple years ago? Magello 2020. Mm. We had that massive oh, yeah. pileup <laughs> yeah. at the mm-hmm. restart. That shit just doesn't happen yeah. right now. And like, yeah. obviously it's great for like the safety and I don't want to jinx it because we're probably going into the most dangerous race of the season in Spa. Yeah. We True. are going into the most dangerous season race. And, and don't forget, we just lost uh, an F4 driver there. So I'm sure, I really hope they do something for him and like play, pay tribute. But um, like, yeah, I guess I don't want to jinx it going into this race, but it's crazy to see like how how well um like how well raced this field is i guess yeah. i would say like mm-hmm. the ri- just just the respect that's there and like that's the other side of the coin right because when we're talking about reliability of cars like there's obviously if you have a mechanical failure an engine failure that's you can't control that really that's yeah. just that just happens and that can bring out a safety car but a safety car coming out like we very well could have seen one last race when uh at, off the start you know if one of those alpines had not been able to get it going bring it back to the pits like could have brought out a safety car there or if there yeah. was more damage right like just more debris out there but we just didn't didn't see one whereas whereas it felt like in past years or yeah. um you know you just end up with a big debris pile safety car comes out three four cars all dnf at the bottom of the timing board yeah, yeah. Just well, like, there's a little bit of luck involved too yeah. right like pierre had like no tire yeah he it went just built perfectly it off the track yeah for yeah him too when it popped and up. of course there's you know paved runoff there if that had been gravel could have very yeah. well been a safety car. For sure. So. so anyways, interesting to see. And just like, again, another point of like what, what we look for when we're talking about those, those battles, like we're, we could very well see, you know, these, these cars finish that eight, nine, seven, eight, nine, ten because that's their pace. And if yeah. no one else DNS, that's where you are. So, and it's also like so big for those other cars that are like, you know, you know, the ones I'm talking about are the Hasses, the Alpha Towers, the Alpha Romeos, the Williams where they're just begging for that to happen mm-hmm. so they can sneak in to the points, right? And that's how big these points are for those teams is is massive in that, that fight for the bottom bottom spot. So Big time. We'll see if that trend continues. I, I honestly don't think it's a sustainable trend. I think it's just like such an anomaly right now yeah. that we see it. It's crazy happen. right now. I'll, yeah. I'll, it's, yeah. So that being said, uh, we can talk about a, you know, a track where we're pretty likely to see a safety car, and that is, I want to touch on Spa now. I think... Hungary was a decent race. Obviously, a lot of storylines. The, the race itself was, you know, it was basically the story of it. I've seen so many memes this week, but it was like 
a good start from Max, and he's won the yeah. Hungarian Grand Prix. He wins by 30 seconds, so, you know, there's enough said about that. Congrats. I mean, yeah, at least well, he had to overtake one person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This time. Exactly. And, so, and that start was electric. Yeah, too. and just to talk about that start while we are, we obviously talk about Guan Yu, Zhou, just destroying half the field <laughs> but uh, like and we talked about mclaren like how great of a start was that from the mclarens too mm-hmm. they all i think Lewis again was down p4 by the third turn. yeah and and oscar especially just he, up to p2 again yeah up to p2 and uh no, that was just a great start for on that on the fir- front half of the grid on the back half it was just chaos so yeah the middle yeah for sure so yeah like, i mean and this is um you know this is a race where or hungry's not necessarily a race i should say where like there's a huge run into turn one where we normally see a lot of that, but Spa is going to be, that first lap is going to be going up to Eau Rouge, man. Electricity, electricity. So, you know, obviously praying for safety, but let's see some electric racing going up into Eau Rouge. Um, So yeah, let's talk about Spa a bit. Power hungry. This is what we're saying. Power hungry circuit. Uh, For me, McLaren should be absolutely so fired up. This is, Got to be one of their best chances to win a race this year based on current form, based on what they have. Uh, they have to be excited. Obviously, we know Red Bull is a power-hungry absolute animal. They're not even bad anywhere, but when it comes to where they're best, Spa is a track that you're looking at as a Red Bull circuit. So, you know, if McLaren can set that car up where they're probably, you know, they're going to go all out to try to get pole, but they're going to try to have to set up for the race as well because they know that the Red Bull... Right now, it seems like they're putting maybe 20, 25% of their efforts into getting pole because they know that their race car is an absolute rocket yeah. ship. So they're going to get that win no matter what. In my opinion, obviously, the, the, the caveat to this weekend, we got, we got a sprint weekend. So we're probably looking at oh, it's a, a sprint. It's a sprint weekend. Ooh, we're looking okay. at Max probably taking both dubs on the races. But I think the quality sessions are going to be absolutely epic. Seeing a, seeing a one lap over Spa is is an epic, epic, long, long, long lap, and it's epic. So really excited to see what those other power-hungry cars can do. And when I talk power-hungry, the two other cars that really strike us right now is obviously McLaren and Williams. That car is, last Mm. year, Spa was their track. Spa was the track where they had that huge Albin train behind everyone. Like, no one could pass him because he was just an absolute bullet in a straight line. (laughs) So... Uh, I'm looking for, you know, we talked about it a couple podcasts ago with Williams. I think it was after Canada where they build this car for certain tracks. Yep. This is one of the few tracks left where they're really going all in. So let's see, like okay. maybe, maybe Logan Sargent can get, can get his first points with that car. I think they're going to be really set up for success this weekend. So I'm going to say my three predictions. I've already mentioned them yep. to you guys briefly, and then I'll pass to you guys for if you guys have any others, but I'm gonna go all in on the Williams boys and Lando. So I have, I want to make I want to make FP1 interesting, and they've also bit a car that has looked good in practice this year. So I found this prop, and obviously gamble responsibly, but I think this is a good <laughs> prop. Albin within the top three in FP1 plus fourteen hundred. Oh my god! Ten dollars okay, to win one fifty. I'm joining you on that. So I'm I'm all over that because I think they're gonna know that this is a weekend they have to yeah. be all in on it's also a weekend where we might see some rain too and we saw uh nick latifi good in the rain so maybe we'll see this as well uh, but um i think alvin is a good shout at that plus 1400 number for like top three lot. in fp1 and then i also see him 
he has really good odds to score top six, but top six is a stretch. I think yeah. it's almost. I think it's plus six fifty or plus seven hundred for a top six, but plus one ten, double your money for him to score a point. I okay. think I think I love that. I already bet it. I think it's. A I'm really not doing good bet. Sergeant, but I like. No, Alvin. I'm not touching Sergeant. I like Albin for but that. But I do ball. like Albin. Okay. Um, and then my last pick is, obviously, we got FP one. Then we go right into qualies. I think McLaren is going to yeah. be McLaren's going to be bumping. They're going to be ready. They're they're the hottest team on the grid. Lando Norris for pole position plus eight fifty. Wow, plus yeah. eight fifty for pole. I'm joining you on all three of those. So let's go, <laughs> I'm joining boys. you on all three of those. That's fantastic. Gamble responsibly, but those are Greggy snipes for this weekend. Um, I don't even think they're like super bold predictions because I wouldn't even call them hot takes. I think they're actually just calculated. But there's value too. Value and calculated. Yes. Yeah. You so, want to hear a hot take? Yeah. Show some love to the other. Williams lad, I'll say Logan Sargent gets into Q3. Okay, I love that. Ooh. I love that. I think he can make it into Q3. Okay. I don't know where he's going to finish in the race. I think a points finish in the race, you know, he has the car in the circuit to do it if, if it's ever going to happen. But I think it's still too, a little bit a ways away. But I think a Q3. His racecraft is a little ways away. Yeah. 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 Let him let him do it on a one lap pace with you know not having to battle anyone else. Before before the the way I always look at it, and I, I love your prediction for Q three. If that was a bet, I'd probably bet on it. But the way I always think about it for a points bet for me, the person has to have scored points before. Yes, I cannot bet on them yeah, unless they scored because first. yeah. Think about how many times we put money on George Russell to score oh, points, oh my God. and he just and then the one time we didn't, he was like. On the podium. He was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> P2 in that shit. P2 great. in spa for half points. But, but no, uh, I, yeah. and, and just to tag on to that, like, I'll, I, I'll join you on the bet and I'll join you on the prediction that Lando Norris, obviously I'm going to join you on the bet if I'm predicting it. Yeah. But Lando Norris, I think he could, he could nick a pole here. Yeah. Make it, you know, back-to-back weekends if Max not on pole. And if it's a sprint race too, does he take the sprint race W? Well, that's, that's the thing is like, the, I think... Red Bull knows. Red Bull knows they can outrace anybody. I think, yeah. I think maybe, maybe Lando on pole for both races. Put it that way. So that he'll have to win the sprint. No, because well, no, on, no, 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 because, because now format, it's different. The, the, the Friday quality is for Sunday. Oh, there's two quality sessions. There's a shootout. There's a shootout. Yeah, so he'll, he'll, I think Lando on pole for the actual quality for the race and for the sprint shootout. Yeah. Oh, you double dipped. But if like if you actually liked Lando to win the sprint. I looked at that today too because I was thinking about it, but I just think the Red Bull no, race pace, yeah. even if it's twenty percent or whatever and the Max distance is, loves spots. Oh he's man, an animal there. He's gonna be there, but I if you wanted to, there it's crazy because the betting sites has haven't even haven't even really kept up because to me plus eight fifty for pole on Lando yeah. is such value. It's amazing, and then odds. him, I think he's him, been amongst like in a tenth the last few yeah. races, and then him to win the sprint was like. You had, you could name me drivers that you think are above him, and I guarantee you they Checo. are. Like obviously Checo, um, I think Fernando was above him to win the sprint. Like Carlos, oh, Leclerc, Lewis. God. So it's just like you're getting juice on that too. Like obviously I, w- I would probably stay away from that. But like the, the pole, even if you were to look lap. at pole, it's like it's, it's a bunch more in front. Yeah, it's like I, I don't think there's as many because they do know that the McLaren's pace over one lap is really good. But like. Plus eight fifty is ridiculous. Yeah. I would think if they they were to have you know done their research, priced it absolutely properly, I would think somewhere in like the four to five hundred would have been fair. Plus four to five hundred. Oh man, I would even say less. Like right now, I would probably say my two favorites for pole because I don't. Checo's just not on form. 
Yeah. I would say it's Max and Lando. Yeah. Those yeah. are the two for Agreed. me. So like to me it's like minus two hundred for Max and like plus two ten for yeah. Lando. Two ten, yeah. But I'm we're getting it at plus eight hundred. Yeah. So yeah. for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, just it, it means there's more money. You get yeah. more you get better odds it, right now than yeah. you should on Lando. So. Nine times your money. Yeah. And a half. Crazy. Nine and a half. <laughs> Nine and a half. So Okay, so we got I'm joining you on all of them. We got Q3, that's, we can't bet that, I don't think, and obviously, you know, gamble responsibly, but I do like the hot take of Logan in Q3. Gotta show him some love, you know, because this hasn't been an easy year for him, um, but, you know, if there's a if there's a time to do it, then the Williams should be in form on this circuit. Yeah. Who knows? Let's see it. James, you got anything else, or you just... I'll say um, Alpine will finish the race. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a, a hot take. Big hot take. That's... that's that's the double, we can't, double DNFs. We can't say gamble responsibly, then be saying something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> no, he didn't say he was betting on it. Yeah, he said that was his hot take. Yeah, exactly. That's my hot take. No, that, the, the, one of them will finish the, the race. Yeah. I never said which one. It could I be mean, sprint. could be the actual. And I mean, you also didn't say points because there is no, <laughs> no, yeah, no chance they have of betting points, on points this weekend. No, I actually think no. there's so many cars that have a better look at points than them this weekend. They're, they're not a power They're not a power team. I mentioned it earlier with the Otmar comment, but... They are not a power hungry Honestly, team. They're good on the. Just be a couple laps down, retire the car. <laughs> I just have the X on them. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm really liking the Williams and uh, McLaren, the two Brit teams. Let's this weekend, it. I'm going to join you on those. Let's get it. The British, the British um, teams. They keep they keep the what is it? Angleterre. Angleterre. Uh, they're going to be hot in the spa this weekend. They're going to be jumping in the spa in spa. So. I'll Let's like see it. what we can say. Let's see what we can do. Obviously, we got our. This is the last race before the summer break. So let's go out on a high. Yeah. Um, everyone, I hope we. I hope you enjoy the spa race again. It's one of the best circuits. Oh, um, one of the best incredible. races of the year. So let's bring some good vibes to spa. Let's hope for some interesting, some interesting racing. Even if it's not for P one, let's hope we get more interesting racing up and down the grid. And if it is for P one, even better. Anyway. Oh man, that's at this point, that's just oh. a cherry on top of it all. But. Um, enjoy spa. We'll chat with you after spa for our final review before the summer break and, uh, just enjoy it. It's going to be a great sprint weekend, a great, a great spectacle, and, uh, it's going to be wet. So you never know. You never know. Alvin W.